Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al pie del cañón, ready for anything. I'm Rob, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> good morning, good people out there in Radioland. How you doing? A big good morning to the people joining me live on twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian. That's Eugene Vero, The Bridge, and a few more. I see that I haven't said anything. How are you doing out there, folks? And a big special hug, kiss, and nibble of the ear to all of you amazing, angelic beings that download the podcast. More and more of you every day, and I love to see it. I love to see it, friends. Let me tell you something. I tortured the elves this morning, and they gave me one hell of a show. In 100 Humans, I asked them to name the most annoying things about going to the cinema kind of closely related to to today's unpopular opinion. In Complete the News, we'll find out what's plaguing a small New Zealand city. Get ready. By the name of Porirua. Porirua. I did practice the pronunciation of that before the show, I have to admit. (laughs) Um, And today's unpopular opinion, today's brain fart, today's um, pedo cerebral, pedo mental rayada is it's time to bring back intermissions in the cinema. How do you say intermissions in Spanish, by the way? Is it descanso? It's the break you have like halfway through the movie so you can go to the bathroom, buy some popcorn, that kind of thing. Um, Lucky podcast downloader says the bridge, getting those nibbles. <laughs> yeah, maybe lucky, maybe gross. I don't know. Maybe maybe they don't like it. Maybe it's something they put up with. <laughs> um, good morning, Vero. She says, good morning. Beautiful warriors around the universe and beyond. The uh, Eugene joining us all the way from Russia. Good morning, guys. It's currently 8.30 Central European time. How are you doing out there, friends? Um, well, I'm here. You're here. Let's see what's going on in the world, shall we? First of all, it's All Saints Day today. All Saints Day. Um, a holiday in where we produce the show for our international listeners. We produce the show out of Madrid, Spain. So everyone's off work today. So I'm very, very grateful for all of you who are here joining me live. Um, Let's see what's going on in the world. Um, Here we go. Let's get into it. Um, This one coming from Reuters. A very good um, source of news here. As baby boomers retire, German businesses turn to robots. (laughs) The most predictable plot twist since Donald Trump got covid Um, A medida que se jubila um, la generación del baby boom, um, las empresas alemanas recurren a los robots. Hmm. Um, German businesses are increasingly turning to automation as the nation faces a significant labor shortage, particularly with the retirement of the baby boom generation. In June, this is just in Germany, friends, in June... 1.7 million job positions in Germany remained vacant, and over half the companies reported difficulties in hiring, impacting the economy by nearly 100 billion euros annually. And then we complain about immigration, right? What the hell? That's 100 billion euros deficit because um, uh, because of jobs remaining unfilled. And then we complain about immigration. I know immigration, you know, it's a hot um, topic, but as you know, I am in this country where I live, the beautiful Spain, in this country where I live, I am myself an immigrant, so 
<laughs> so there you go. So while Germany is already a major player in, ro in the robotics market, small businesses and the country's economic backbone um, are also embracing automation. Factors like the falling cost of robotics, user-friendly interfaces, and the potential to keep production going 24-7 are driving this adoption. Increasingly, even workers and unions view robots positively, seeing them as a solution to labor shortages rather than competition. However, despite the advantages, it's recognized that some complex tasks are best suited for human workers. Here's the thing, right? There... Um, uh, there is a Venn diagram slowly, the transition slowly happening between these labor shortages as older generations um, start to retire. I think the baby boomers will retire. I don't think my generation will ever retire. On that note, friends, go and support me on Patreon. <laughs> Please. By the way, there's a surprise coming on Saturday to our my, my Patreon followers. Oh, friends. Um... So there, we're seeing um, we're seeing two um, two things coincide, two things collide. One that fewer people um, hitting um, off. Uh, there'll be fewer people hitting retirement age. I mean, now the baby boomers are retiring, but that won't last. Um, why won't we retire? Well, simply because there are not enough younger. There won't be enough younger people to pay for our retirements. Okay. And then we have all these jobs starting to be um, taken by AI. So you've got to you've got to wonder like what are young people going to do? Because you got people of my generation, we're going to be clinging onto our work roles uh, like koalas to um, to trees, man. <laughs> I don't want some young buck coming in and stealing my job. But there's the thing: that increased competition is going to lead to younger people accepting lower wages for for work that is. Um, uh, in uh, in in many ways or deserves to be paid more i mean we all already see that happening in the market don't we you know especially in in areas like marketing video production basically my um my forties, what i do professionally so it's uh, it's kind of a worrying time and also on another note with regards to this you've got to wonder because unemployment is a problem it's not like germany has zero unemployment so what kind of training is happening? What kind of overlap is there between uh, necessities in the job market and then um, uh, like graduate and postgraduate education and training? Like, are we just spitting out a lot of people who hope to be influencers? <laughs> spitting out a lot of marketing people when there are not enough marketing jobs to fill those gaps? You know, because it seems to me it's most of these, um, uh, most of these job positions that are currently vacant in Germany seem to be production jobs. Hmm, interesting. The bridge here says, getting them nibbles. I was terrified my spell check would change my nibbles. <laughs> Rafelka says, yes, I don't believe a robot is going to pay for my retirement. No, no, it's not. I mean, there is talk of governments kind of um, taxing automated labor. But from what I can see, from what I can see, friends, um, that's going to do nothing but benefit the governments. Have you heard anyone planning um, or fortifying retirement? or um, expanding welfare, or universal basic income. Have you heard any of these topics being spoken about in government? I know um, I know the White House recently released a plan of action for AI. And just as a footnote they, they said, there, they said um, the Department of Labor is um, looking to protect workers, um, workers' rights and workers' jobs. Yeah. And the plan, the actual plan, anything? Cree, cree. 
cricket. <laughs> you know, as um, um, as cricket slowly sound in the background. Um, next, here we go. This is um, I find myself in the awkward position of agreeing with a billionaire, folks. <laughs> what is happening? Humanity is on a rapid path to oblivion. Oh my god, this billionaire! Look, I don't want to be a doomsayer myself. Um, la, humini- la humanidad va a camino del olvido. I think is I think is the translation. If my translation elf is to be, be believed, billionaire investor Bill Ackman urges Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk to stop amplifying hate for dollars. Stop amplifying hate for dollars, which is essentially what social media is about nowadays, right? Deja de amplificar el odio a cambio de dolores. I find myself in the weird position of agreeing with this billionaire. Billionaire? That gets the Probo stamp of approval. For now, but let's read the article. Okay, here we go. Uh, Billionaire investor. Bill Ackman warns that social media platforms, particularly those run by Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg and TikTok CEO Xu Chu, are exacerbating divisions and promoting hate by using algorithms designed to engage users through continual outrage. Hmm. It's um, uh, It's hard to disagree with that, isn't it? We all have those family members that are um, consistently outraged by whatever it is in politics that's been pushed to them by some algorithm, whether it be YouTube, Facebook. Yeah, and we've all seen this happen, right? The the radicalization of what could be just, um, or should be, bipartisan political issues. No, no, no. Now you've got to take a side. Now it's like following a football team. It's craziness. It's craziness, and this is only amplified by social media because social media's only objective, friends, is to keep you clicking on those links, keep you spending more time on those platforms. Don't click away. Look, your next dose of outrage is here to come. Oh, my God, what did Donald Trump do if you're on the left? What did Joe Biden do if you're on the right? Jesus, can we just calm down a little bit, friends? Can we just calm down and agree that all politicians are rubbish? (laughs) That gets the provost stamp of approval. (laughs) You know what I mean? Politician GPT, come on. Um, okay. Va Camino del Olvido. Did I make a mistake? Did the did the um, uh, did the translation elf make a mistake? I'll tell you who didn't. Vero. Será posible? Vaya nivelazo. Eugene says robots don't bring their religion, superstitions, and prejudices with them. Yeah. And they work 24 hours a day. You know, they're not getting pregnant, they're not getting ill. Hmm. It's worrying. A worrying time for um, for humanity, and and as this billionaire says, exacerbated only by the fact that we can't trust um, the information that is being pushed to us through social media. Here is where I diverge a little bit. The um, he continues to specifically criticise TikTok, suggesting it should be banned due to its influence on young minds and ties to a foreign government. I've used TikTok quite a lot, no more or no less than I use. Um, Instagram or other platforms, YouTube. Well, way less than I use YouTube, let's be fair. I haven't um, seen any pro-China propaganda. So, um, yeah, Bill Ackman, go home, you're drunk, right? Um, What is it you don't like, Bill, about TikTok? Because it's made in China. Oh, no, if you're going to steal my data, I want it to be done by a good old-fashioned American company. Come on. 
come on, can we just agree that there are flaws in every social media platform, not highlight the only one that's not um, in a Western country? <laughs> um, let's see. While social media can be a tool for good, its potential for misinformation and lack of accountability is clear and seen in the spread of unverified news and the rise of deepfake technology. Ackman has also expressed his views on social media in the past, notably following attack on Israeli civilians. There you go. Um, Rafelka here says, no, but maybe who build them does. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay, let's continue. Final piece of news. Um, I often, um, you know, I do worry about the future of um, of labor for our um, for our human, our fleshy humankind. Um, but there is one person, co-founder of Google Brain, um, Andrew Ng, Ng, Andrew Ng. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry. Um, um, he says that big tech companies are inflating fears about the risks of AI wiping out humanity because they want to dominate the market. So just, you know, to remain balanced in the interest of balance, here's this um, article from Business Insider. Um, Google Brain co-founder says, big tech companies are inflating fears about the risks of AI wiping out humanity because they want to dominate the market. Um, in, inflados temores sobre los riesgos de la IA acabe con la humanidad. I think the um, translation elf is a bit drunk. So the co-founder of Google Brain and prominent AI expert has stated that some big tech companies are exaggerating the risks of AI, including the potential for AI to cause human extinction, in order to push for stricter regulations. He believes these companies are doing so to stifle competition. Now, I've, this is not the first time I've heard this. Do you remember that, um, um, that um, OpenAI promised to pause developing ChatGPT5? in lieu of um, of stricter controls on, on AI. I mean, I believe that pause is now over and they're going to start developing it. But um, ironically, ironically, Facebook didn't stop, Google didn't stop, and the gap narrowed. Could this be true? Could this be, um, uh, could this be um, just hype from, um, uh, from big tech companies to stifle the competition? It could be. Let's dive a little deeper into this um, Business Insider article. He believes these companies are doing so to stifle competition, especially from the open source community. NG um, expressed concerns that such fear-mongering could lead to policies that might require AI licensing, which could hinder innovation in the field. He emphasized the need for thoughtful AI regulation. Several AI leaders have previously signed a statement comparing AI risks to those, to those of nuclear war and pandemics, and governments worldwide are considering AI regulations due to various concerns. I mean, my main concern would be with the future employment under our current economic system is keeping um, people gainfully employed or at least um, having the economic power to live a decent, dignified life when AI is doing all the work. AI and robotics. Sorry, I tend to use both as, a, as an umbrella, umbrella term. Uh, Vero here says, Google doesn't want to control the market. They want to control the world. <laughs> that gets the Probo stamp of approval. 
You know, they used to have as a company motto, don't be evil. Um, they recently um, removed that. <laughs> it's true. Worrying. Worrying and true. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. I mean, is it a certain amount of, um, is it a certain amount of um, hype or propaganda from um, from a lot of the big tech giants? It could be. It could be. I don't worry that AI is going to wipe out humanity. Um, a big thing that's said is, what if AI discovers that hum the biggest risk to humanity is humanity itself? And they say that, like that's a problem with the AI. I would argue that's a problem with humanity, folks. <laughs> if AI actually comes to that conclusion, I think we've got bigger problems than artificial intelligence. I think we've got a problem in the way we treat and act towards each other. Perhaps a little bit more kindness, understanding. Maybe deflate the hate that is passed around on social media platforms. Maybe let's embrace humankind rather than push everyone further and further away and, and create more divides. Maybe that might be something worth working on. <laughs> rather than say, if, uh, if AI says we're all evil, it's AI's fault. Maybe not. On that note, friends, let's go to today's Unpopular Opinion. All right, guys, today's unpopular opinion, today's brain fat, today's pedocerebral, today's pedomental is it's time to bring back intermissions in the cinema. It's time to bring back intermissions in the cinema. Intermissions, I'm not sure how to translate this into Spanish. Es hora de recuperar los intermedios, maybe? The breaks, los descansos, en el cine. Um, yeah. As we as we know, if you've if you're a Martin Scorsese fan, his most recent movie is 206 minutes long. Oh, oh my God, that's well over three hours, friends. Is it time to have a little break halfway through the movie so we can just get some popcorn, go to the bathroom? Or is that a massive interruption in our enjoyment of the narrative? We'll find out in a second. Um, I did receive quite a lot of messages on Instagram. A lot of you voted on this one. By the way, guys, if you want to vote outside the show, you can do that on my Instagram. That's at Professional Bohemian. You can vote there. Although I'm thinking I might um, eventually move that exclusively to my um, Patreon. You can actually join my Patreon for free and um, and a bunch of the content is behind a, a paywall. So if you're interested in doing that, head over to Patreon forward slash Professional Bohemia. All right, so let's, um, let's get into this. Um, I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning as I am wont to do and they provided me with some pros and cons. Let's get into those right now. Oh, by the way, on Instagram, they said... 59% true. Ooh. It's not a, uh, not a massive gap there, but let's see. Let's get into some pros and cons and maybe figure out how Instagram was feeling about this. Of course, they are not the decision makers. Our live audience joining us on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. Those guys are. You are, my friends, joining me live. So let's get into this. It's time to bring back intermissions in the cinema. Intermissions provide a break for audience members to stretch, move around, and reduce health risks associated with prolonged sitting, such as deep vein thrombosis. <laughs> if you go to watch, yeah, The Killers of the Flower Moon, the new Scorsese movie, should come, come with a deep vein thrombosis warning. 
Okay. A break allows moviegoers to refill on snacks or drinks without missing parts of the movie and gives them an opportunity to use the restroom. An intermission can offer a brief moment to discuss the plot, characters, and speculations about the movie's direction with fellow attendees, enhancing the cinematic experience. This would be great for dates, by the way. Thetas. Romanticas. Okay, anyway, let's continue. An intermission can offer a brief moment to discuss the plot, characters, and speculations. True story. And final, final point here in the pro column, as filmmakers produce longer movies, an intermission can make the viewing experience more comfortable and less daunting for the audience. True story. I'm not going to go see Killers of the Flower Moon in the cinema. I've seen nearly every other Martin Scorsese movie, apart from the last one that was a Netflix exclusive. Seen nearly all of them in the cinema. This one, no way am I going to subject myself to three and a half hours sat there no way jose okay <clears throat> let's get into the cons the intermissions in the cinema are not necessary or favorable um the con column los contras um the an intermission can dis disrupt the momentum and emotional investment in a film some filmmakers carefully craft pacing and tension which can be negatively impacted by a break um, introducing intermission requires reorganization of screening, screening schedules, potentially leading to fewer screenings per day and affecting cinema revenue. I mean, come on. And isn't a three-hour-plus movie, um, isn't that what's affecting um, uh, more screenings? <laughs> like, literally, um, a 90-minute... Remember when movies lasted 90 minutes, guys? You know, you didn't have to um, redirect the mail to the cinema. You could just, you know, go and take a quick break. Let's continue. With an intermission, there's a chance of overhearing someone discuss and potentially spoil up-and-coming parts of the movie. Yeah, it's a bit of a weak argument, isn't it? You know, if someone's seen the movie before, you could hear those spoilers online before the movie starts, whatever. Let's continue. Many contemporary cinemas are designed for comfort with spacious seating, recliners, and facilities easily accessible, making continuous viewing more comfortable than in the past. But not all cinemas. Anyway. He. Those are the pros and cons as provided to us by our elves. Let's dive into the audience, see what they're saying. So Vero here says, in a if a film session is interrupted, two things can happen. One, the viewer may lose interest in what he or she is watching. Or two, the movie may become too long. Conclusion, cinemas will lose customers. It's a, it's a fair point. It's hard to argue those points. But I would say maybe as a rebuttal, if you're losing interest in the film, that's a bad film, right? Um, movie might be too uh, might become too long. I think they may be too long anyway. I have some information on this. We'll get into this in a second. Conclusion, cinemas will lose customers. I think cinemas are already losing customers. Now, is that because movies are too long? No, it's because of much more um, competition, right? With Netflix, HBO, etc. cetera. Um, but I think a more comfortable viewing experience would certainly um, convince me. If there was a break in Killers of the Flower Moon, I would be more likely to go and see it just so I know I can go to the bathroom. I'm not going to miss anything. Go get some popcorn, drinks. Hmm. Um, let's get into some uh, some 
comments here from Instagram that people sent me. Uh, Alicia writing to me again, intermissions can really disrupt the flow of a film, especially when the story's pace pacing is carefully crafted. Hmm. Derek here. Uh, I remember the good old days where intermissions were a thing. It was a chance to stretch, chat, and refresh. I miss that. Um, yeah, I remember that too. When I was a kid, my mum took me to see the movie Labyrinth with David Bowie. And I clearly remember in those days, in the intermission, someone would come around with a box with popcorn and drinks. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> is that maybe just um, uh, is that maybe just nostalgia on my part? But I really loved that. It was a magic moment. Ooh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You know? Built kind of anticipation for the second half of the movie rather than killed it in my mind. Um, what else do we have? Theo says, having kids, man, intermissions are a godsend. Give us a chance to take bathroom breaks or just let the kids move a bit. Movies are becoming marathons these days. Yeah, true story. Well, on that point from Theo, let's, um, let's see if there's any truth to that. So I found an interesting article here by whattowatch.com. Um, it asks the questions, are movies really getting longer? Okay, so in 1981, the average length of a movie was 1 hour 10 minutes. In 1991, 1 hour 17 minutes. In 2001, 1 hour 26 minutes. Fast forward to 2021, 1 hour 31 minutes. And last year... 2022, the top 10 movies, one hour, 41 minutes. Is this a trend? I mean, it seems to me like it might be. And if this is a trend that's just going to keep on happening, maybe it's time to adapt. Maybe it's time to adapt. All right, guys. Um, uh, look, those are just some opinions of mine. But as Grandpa Bo used to say, opinions are like buttholes. Everyone has one. They all stink. What I'm interested in is your opinion. So I'm going to post a poll in the chat and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Hey guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind the scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O. B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. The Bravo Show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. If you've just tuned in, what have you missed? Oh, so very much. We were talking about um, uh, as the baby boomers retire in Germany, German businesses are starting to turn to robots and automated uh, workforce. Eek! <laughs> Uh, quite worrying. Um, as humanity humanity is on a rapid path to oblivion, according to one billionaire who is um, urging Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk to stop amplifying hate in exchange for dollars. That uh, that billionaire's name, Bill Ackman, who makes some really great points. Um, however, I'm not sure I enjoy the fact that he's highlighting TikTok as um, the most nefarious. I think they're all as bad as each other, honestly. Um, and then we um, uh, then we took a little look at Andrew Ng Andrew Ng. God, I wish I knew how to pronounce this um, this gentleman's name. He's the um, co-founder of Google Brain and a prominent AI expert. 
and he's saying that big tech companies are amplifying the fears about AI wiping out humanity because they want to dominate the market. Is this propaganda? Could be. Could be, according to Andrew NG. Mm. Um, it is. Then we moved on to today's unpopular opinion, which was in regards to the cinema. Is it time to bring back intermissions? Um, I posted a poll in our live audience, and they have uh, given me their opinions. We'll get to that in one second. First, I wanted to uh, take a take a little look in the chat. Um, Rob for master programmer and logarithm organizer, dude. If I could, if they gave me a chance to design an artificial AI, an AI um, artificial intelligent politician, I would do a good job, man. I think. But I think the key would be not to design one of my personal political beliefs but design some that reco that cover the gambit of a, a ton of political beliefs and allow people to vote for the one they want to run things <laughs> uh, sorry <sighs> sorry comrades Te technocrats um here we go rafelka we have enough intermissions at the beginning of the film with all those advertisements i already paid for the session and i don't want new ads um, in the classic, Vero also says here, back in the day, the break was between movies, double sessions, not in the middle of the film. No, in the, in the UK, at least, and in the US, there were intermissions in the middle of movies. Just like in the theatre, where, where you have that little break to go and get a drink, or you go to a bar and talk about what you've seen. Just like then, yeah, yeah. They were, at least um, in the US and Britain, there, there were breaks. The intermission was in the middle of the film. Uh, let's see. Eugene says, I don't know how to vote because I'm not a big fan of cinemas. I voted true in case the movie is too long. Hmm. Yeah, because that's the issue here. Movies are getting longer. Even when movies were only 90 minutes and you could take a little break. Oh, my God, that was a godsend. And imagine you have kids, you know, and you take them to see the latest movie of whatever. It's, it's you know, let's say it's 100 minutes long. One hour, one hour, 40 minutes. In the first hour, they're already getting antsy, aren't they? Imagine you had a little break. Would that not cut down the chaos when you're going to see movies where there are kids in the cinema? I think it would. And it's kind. And let us let me be honest, guys. I'm in my middle age. You know, I have the, a bladder the size of a five-year-old field mouse. <laughs> I drink one of those Coca-Colas and I'm ready to burst within seconds. <laughs> and I don't want to miss parts of the movie. So usually the second half of the movie for me is just spent tapping my feet and doing the wee-wee dance. <laughs> Think about me, guys. <laughs> so we did um, also look at um, a fascinating article by whattowatch.com that demonstrates a trend in movies that they're slowly getting longer. Yeah, they are. Um, movies are 20, on average, 20 minutes longer, or were on average 20 minutes longer last year than they were in 1980. 20 minutes longer and we also looked at killers of the flower moon that has a runtime of 206 minutes oh agony <laughs> agony friends three and a half hours long you're telling me you wouldn't appreciate just a little break where you're not going to miss any of the movie you know you can stretch your legs go get some popcorn maybe talk about what's happened you know, I'm going to catch Killers of the Flower Moon on streaming just because I don't want to be subjected to three and a half hours in a cinema. It's a long time, my friends. But anyway, those are my opinions. And um, yeah, 
following the sage advice from Grandpa Bo. Opinions are like buttholes. They all stink, including mine. <laughs> all right. What did you guys say? So I posted the poll. Should, um, should we have intermissions? Should we bring back intermissions in the movies? You guys said... 60% true. In line there with Instagram. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah, so you guys, just one percentage point off what um, Instagram says. And yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Maybe not for all movies, but certainly for the long ones, right? So here's a sad fact um, about the movie-going experience. I love going to the movies. I'm a cinephile, as many of you know. Um, I love um, visual medium in all forms, whether it be TV, um, cinema, or movies. I love cerebral movies. I also love popcorn films that are just designed to, so you shovel popcorn into your mouth and are blown away by some kind of a spectacle. I'm thinking here of the Marvel movies or Star Wars. I love it. I love every, um, every facet of the movie-going experience. But it's expensive, right, guys? It's expensive. And you know, a lot of that expense, um, the fallacy here is that cinemas are making the movie going experience too expensive, and um, that's not actually the case. Um, the case is that distributors and movie studios are selling movies at a higher price, forcing cinemas to increase the tickets, uh, the ticket cost. Um, a lot of cinemas and a lot of movies now only make money through the sales of drinks and popcorn. Did you know that? And it's sad. It's sad. I think soon movie going to the movies is going to be such a niche activities uh, activity that we're going to see fewer and fewer cinemas, um, and that kind of makes me sad because I love the movie going experience. Perhaps having a little break and allowing cinemas to sell more of the snacks and things like that in between movies would help them generate a little bit more cash and keep them alive longer which for me would be a net benefit for society in general and keep people going to the cinemas, stifle that, um, uh, that doubt of going to see a long movie, help cinemas by allowing them to sell more snacks. I don't know. Maybe it would be just another um, opportunity to show us more ads, perhaps, and perhaps that's not an ideal. But what isn't ideal for me is, you know, taking that Friday night out and going to see a movie, shoving popcorn into my face and having a drink. Anything that could prolong that for me is a net positive. And on that note, guys, let's go to today's 100 Humans. Oh my god, friends, it was a long walk to work this morning across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys, and on that walk, I encountered 100 humans, and I asked them all a question. Today's question is, name the most annoying things about going to the cinema. Hmm, nombre las cosas más molestas de ir al cine. I asked them that question, they gave me their answers. I'm in possession of the top Seven answers right here. Your job in the audience, are you ready, guys, is to identify those top seven answers. Name the most annoying things in the cinema. All right, what do you think, my friends? What do you think? I'm going to ask for your collaboration here. The bridge says, constant noise from chattering, from chatting. Is constant noise from chatting there? 
Yes, it is. Well done, Bridge. Um, people talking is there. It is the number one answer. Well done, Bridge. Okay. <laughs> Popcorn noise, <laughs> says Vero. So, yeah, eating loudly. Is eating loudly there? Yes, it is. We're on fire, friends. Eating loudly is there. It's the fourth most popular answer with eight of a hundred humans saying eating loudly. Well done. Buying tickets, says Eugene. There I imagine Eugene is talking about the price, right? The price of tickets. Is buying tickets, is the price of the tickets an annoying thing about the cinema? Yes, it is. Well done, Eugene. Um, six of 100 humans said the price of tickets. Um, it's there. It's in seventh place. Well done. Well done. People getting in and out, forcing you to stand up. Yeah, it's the worst, isn't it? Or people arriving late. Same kind of thing. You're right. They arrive late, so you have to stand up a million times as a million crowds just scrub, like squeeze past you. I just want to sit down. Is arriving late there? Yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> kicking your back. Kicking your back. Someone behind you kicking your back. Is that there? It's not there. It's a good answer, though. It's a good answer. Okay, I'm going to give you. Um, I'm going to give you some um, clues. Twenty or thirty years ago, this wasn't even an issue. But with the advent of this technology, they add an extra light source that might be annoying if you sat next to someone using one. What is it? They actually tell you to turn them off before the movie starts in most cinemas nowadays. What am I talking about? What do um, cinemas make you turn off before the movie starts? Eugene says, phone rings, using the phone... Is using the phone there? Of course it is. Well done, guys. Well done. All right. Phones also says the bridge. Well done, well done. All right, next one. Oh, here we go. Isn't it annoying when you sit down and there's someone... Oof. Eesh. I can't give you a clue for this one. You know, you have to move left and right. You have the bad look of sitting in front of a person with a particular... <laughs> With a particular uh, biological advantage. It's not B.O. <laughs> Someone in the chat there just said, it's not body odor. No, no, no. It's worse than that. Because you can always put on um, some kind of deodorant to get rid of B.O. There's nothing you can do if, you're, um, <laughs> if you uh, have this uh, biological um, advantage, I guess you'd say, this biological trait. Hmm. It's going to hinder you from being able to see the screen. It's not big ears, and it's not it's not an afro bridge. Come on. Okay, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you it's being too tall. Tall people in at number three. Well done. Ten of a hundred humans said that one. Tall people. It's just annoying going to the cinema and you have a tall person in front of you. Okay. Final one. Sixth most popular answer with six of a hundred humans. Silly giggles. People laughing in a silly way. 
God, I, I pity anyone in the cinema with me. <laughs> I have a bit of an annoying laugh, I've been told. Is Silly Giggles there? No, it's not. But I'll tell you what, going to the cinema has been and always will be one of the most common date night activities. So what might it be if you're just going there with friends or you're going to the cinema alone? What might be annoying in the cinema? Understanding that it's um, <laughs> a common date night um, activity. What might it be that's annoying for people? It's a tough one. What do you think, friends? <laughs> the most common date night activity. So imagine you're going there with someone you have romantic feelings for. The bridge says noisy snogging. <laughs> yeah, it's there. <laughs> the actual answer was um, uh, public displays of affection. <laughs> but noisy snogging, I'll take it. Let's go through the list. So I asked a hundred humans to name things that are annoying about the cinema. In position number seven, they said the price. Jeez, it's just so, it's so expensive to go to the cinema. In position number six, we had public displays of affection. Oh God, stop, stop kissing. Stop doing that. <laughs> if you're a bitter old man like me. In position number five, we had arriving late. People that arrive late, they want to squeeze past you while you're already sat down and you already have your popcorn, you have to stand up and it's awkward. Ugh, arriving late. In position number four, we had people who eat loudly. Vero said that one, eating too loudly. Come on, dude, close your mouth. In position number three, we had tall people. Can't see the screen, my dude. Can you just scoot down in your chair, please? In position number two, we had using your phone. Be kind. Turn off your mobile phones. And finally, in position number one, well done to those of you who got this one. It was talking. Well done, well done. People talking. I think it was the bridge who said that one. The noise from chatting. The worst. All right, guys, on that note, let's go to complete the news. Complete the news. All right, it's time for complete the news, friends. Get out of the way, sausage fingers, says Rich. <laughs> okay, complete the news. You know how this works. I'm going to give you a real news headline. You, with the options that I provide you, A, B, or C, will complete the news. News headline, un titular. We're going all the way to New Zealand today, New Zealander. We're going to New Zealand. Okay, a small New Zealand city has been plagued by blank for almost a year. A small New Zealand city has been plagued by blank for almost a year. Is it A sheep traffic jams is it b drivers playing celine dion very loudly at 2 a.m in the morning <laughs> or is it c fans of the lord of the ring movies a lot of the rings movies a b or c a small new zealand city un pequeño ciudad neolith Neozelandesa 
Lleva casi un año plagado de blank. Mm. What is it? Small New Zealand city plagued by blank for almost a year. Is it A, atascos de ovejas, sheep traffic jams? Is it B, drivers blasting Celine Dion at 2 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> Conductores que ponen a todo volumen baladas de Celine Dion a las dos de la madrugada. Or C, lost, um, lost Lord of the Rings fanatics, fanáticos perdidos del Señor de los Anillos. Or fanáticos de El Señor de los Anillos perdidos. A, B, or C. Wow. A unanimous vote in the chat there for C, Lost Lord of the Rings fanatics. Let's see if you're right, friends. So, um, for almost a year, a small New Zealand city has been plagued by... The answer is... B. <laughs> I got you, friends. It was B, yeah. So this is true. A small New Zealand city has been plagued by drivers blasting Celine Dion ballads at 2 a.m. for almost a year. This is coming from Insider.com. Residents of Pori, Porirua, Porirua, a small city in New Zealand, have been experiencing sleepless nights for months due to drivers loudly playing Celine Dion songs from their vehicles, especially during the early hours. This phenomenon... <laughs> this is crazy. This phenomenon is part of a trend called Siren Battles, where participants complete, compete to play the loudest and clearest music from their cars or even bicycles. Celine Dion songs are favoured in these competitions because they, are highly, high, they highlight treble over bass. The trend, particularly among indigenous people from the Pacific Islands, began around November of the previous year and has been linked to Samoa's success in the Rugby League World Cup. The continuous loud music, often only partial songs, has led to a petition by residents urging the city council to intervene. <laughs> Crazy. Well done, Rob. That was intelligent. Yeah, I threw you off there because obviously the Lord of the Rings movies produced in New Zealand and also famous for its sheep. Yeah, I do come up with the other options. <laughs> All right, next one. We're going back to AI news, friends. Okay. So this is um, according to researchers from the website tomshardware.com, an insight into AI learning. AI learns blank, researchers say. AI learns blank. La IA aprende blank según investigadores. Is it A, better than humans? AI learns better than humans. Is it B, like a pigeon? Como una paloma? AI learns like a pigeon, or is it C, the secret, or secrets, sorry, of the universe, los secretos del universo, A, B, or C, AI learns like blank, is it A, better than humans, mejor que los humanos, B, like a pigeon, como, un, como una paloma, or C, the secrets of the universe, los, secre los secretos del universo. 
Rafelka there saying, yes, Rob, you beat us. Let's see if I beat you now, though. This is a, this is a tough one. Seeing A in the chat, C in the chat. What do you think, friends? <laughs> AI learns A, better than humans. AI learns B, like a pigeon. Or AI learns C, the secrets of the universe. You need revenge, guys. It's a three-way tie. We need someone in the chat to break the tie. What do you think? AI learns A, better than humans. B, like a pigeon. Or C, the secrets of the universe. <laughs> if it's a tie, I consider that a, a win for myself. <laughs> do you want the answer, friends? Let's go for the answer. All right, here we go. So researchers say that AI learns... The answer is be like a pigeon. <laughs> True story from tomshardware.com. AI learns like a pigeon, according to researchers. Researchers at Ohio State University discovered that pigeons solve problems similarly to AI models using associative learning, a brute force method. This approach allows both pigeons and AI to solve complex tasks that often consume, uh, confuse human cognitive processes. The study, led by psychology professor Brandon Turner and Edward Wasserman, showed that pigeons could handle a wide variety of visual categorization tasks without the need of advanced cognitive processes. These find findings highlight surprising parallel parallels between animal learning behaviors and AI. There you go, friends. And that brings us to the end of today's show, guys. Thank you. We've spoken about everything from billionaires actually having some kind of insight. Thank you, billionaire investor Bill Ackman. We looked at baby boomers retiring in Germany and how German businesses are turning towards robotics to solve their worker deficit. A deficit of 1.7 million jobs, apparently, in Germany remaining vacant. And finally, how the Google Brain co-founder said that big tech companies are inflating fears about the risks of AI wiping out humanity. Why? Because they themselves want to dominate the market. Then we had a little discussion about intermissions in the cinema, whether it's time to bring them back. 60% of you said that was true. And we also looked at the most annoying things that can happen or that exist in and around the cinema. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's, this morning's Probo Show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for participating in the best part of my day every single day. Um, a lot of things you could have been doing this morning. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and it means the world. See you next time.